This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. Just how long will we allow our education system to keep going the way it's going before something changes? I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for staying with us here on American Viewpoints. Mike Petrilli is the president of the Thomas B. Fordham Institute, and he's also the co-editor of a new book, which is really interesting. It's a collection of essays that deal with how to fix education in America. It's called How to Educate an American. And Mike joins me now. Mike, welcome to the program. Thanks for the time today. Great to be on the show. Now, I'm not going to be able to go through anywhere near all the content of the book. You've assembled this large number of kind of big thinkers, you know, in the conservative and that small L libertarian kind of parts of our discussion. So I'm going to try to touch on some of the bigger things because it seems to me as I'm reading through the book that you are addressing the foundations of the education system and the role in society, kind of, for lack of a better term, the why we have education. Mm -hmm. Is that fair to say? And are you asking us to reconsider the concepts that we have in mind when we think of education? It it is. I mean, look, I will say this. You know, it's a little bit selfish. Those of us at the Thomas B. Fordham Institute have been working on education reform alongside many, many others in the conservative and libertarian world for decades. Uh, and there's been some real progress. You know, there's a lot more school choice than there used to be, especially through public charter schools. Uh, there's been some improvement in, in student achievement, especially for low, the lowest achievement in kids. But it feels like things have been stuck lately. And so we asked this group, this 20, the group of 20 conservative intellectuals, scholars, writers, to tell us where should we go next and what have we been ignoring it was really interesting, you know, where they all kind of went to what wasn't so much the, the usual things we talk about in terms of choice and testing and accountability and teacher unions and all the rest. They really wanted to talk about some of the fundamental issues. They talked about how we teach American history and whether we teach kids uh, good character. You know, what do we tell young people about the purpose of life? And, and how do we make sure that we send a message that you don't have to go to college in order to be respected and earn dignity in this society? A lot of really compelling answers. And those questions, and there's a couple of those things you mentioned that I definitely want to address here in a second. But let me kind of get to, I think for a lot of people, the elephant in the room, no pun intended, is that when you see the concept of the conservative vision for tomorrow's schools, I mean, public education has just kind of become the place over the years where conservatives and to some degree conservative Christian thought is just not welcome in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so public education and conservatism are, are often looked at as uh, kind of antithetical to each other. So how do we get over that just introductory barrier to the conversation yeah. and say conservatives have a place in talking about public schools? Well, that, that's very that's very well said. And so many of us have said, well, because the public schools have such animosity, what we'll do instead is try to get school choice so parents can send their kids to religious schools or other private schools or charter schools that meet their values, which everybody in the book would agree with 110%. But as you know, most of the kids are still in traditional public schools. And so part of the argument here is that we have to, as conservatives, re-engage. And we have to not cede the public schools to the left in the same way that we've ceded the universities, for the most part, to the left. Uh, and the good news here is that when it comes to these uh, questions about how we teach history, how we teach character, those sorts, of, those sorts of ones, those decisions are made locally. They are made at local school boards, 
And so it is possible for conservatives to run for those school boards, to show up at school board meetings, to ask questions about how history is being taught and how what kind of character, what kind of values we're trying to teach our young people. Uh, you know, you can have a big influence there. You don't have to go to Jefferson City. You don't have to go uh, to Washington to make these changes. These changes can happen right in our own backyard. So is this about reshaping the school system to create future conservatives the way the left is using the system now to create future liberals? Well, you know, I think it's at the very least saying that we need balance. So, Mm -hmm. you know, several chapters look at at the issue around how we teach civics in American history and get into this question, this concern that so much of what's happening now, especially in our high schools, is very much from a left perspective. You know, there's been a big controversy this year around the New York Times 1619 project you know, 1619, the year that slavery first started in America. And this uh, this project basically making the case that not only was this a huge part of our history, which of course it was, our original sin, you know, horrible institution, but that it explains everything, you know, and that America today is still a racist, white supremacist country dating back to all those years. And this is now being adopted as a curriculum in thousands of schools across the country, right? So, you know, we need uh, we, you know, we, we don't, we don't want to be North Korea. We don't want to be a country where we have propaganda about everything was wonderful in our history. Of course it wasn't. But we want to have balance. And we want to find a way to be both patriotic in terms of being proud of our history, proud of uh, the, the principles that we were founded on and the institutions that, that our founders created, uh, while also being critical of all the ways that we have failed to live up uh, to, those, to those principles. But what we don't want to do is, is try to uh, have propaganda out there that tells kids that, uh, you know, America is nothing but horrible, oppressive, racist, on and on and on. Unfortunately, uh, that perspective seems to be winning the day, uh, you know, when you look at how a lot of young people are, are thinking and voting. Yeah, I think it is. We're visiting with Mike Petrelli, the uh, president of the Thomas B. Fordham Institute. He's also the co-editor of the book, How to Educate an American. Let me ask you real quick, Mike, about uh, you mentioned character just a minute ago. Why is that the school's duty to help shape character? I mean, if schools are a government institution, Mm -hmm. why would conservatives want government teaching character? Well, I would say this. You can't help it. Uh, you know, because the main thing, the main way you teach anything in a school is not by what you say, by, but by what you do. And so schools make decisions every day about the values that they really are going to live by. So, for example, there's this push right now to say that we shouldn't discipline kids, that to suspend kids or otherwise punish mm-hmm. kids if they misbehave, even if they're violent, uh, is somehow unfair, especially if they come from tough neighborhoods. It might be racist. It's, you know, there's bias. And so instead, we should get kids together in a circle where they talk about their feelings and talk about restorative justice. It's crazy. And the message that it sends to kids is, you know, we don't really expect you to behave. We don't really expect you to follow the rules. We don't really expect you to know the difference between wrong and right. Uh, We're we're not going to protect you if you're bullied or if you feel uh, that that you're not safe. You know, versus a school that says, look, we're going to have a strong school culture. We're going to make sure everybody here feels safe. We're going to make sure learning is a priority. When kids misbehave, which is, of course, going to happen, they're going to be punished. But the point is going to be to help them learn how to behave going forward because we don't want to have the soft bigotry of low expectations when it comes to their behavior, just as when it comes to what they can learn and what they can achieve. So that's the sort of thing. You, 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 even if we didn't want public schools to teach character, they are teaching character based on how they operate, what they celebrate, you know, what kind of values and virtues are, are really uh, in the life of the school, things that are held up uh, to be celebrated. 
you know, is excellence celebrated? Is honesty celebrated? You know, or uh, or not? So, you know, again, it's important for conservatives, even if it might feel uncomfortable, to ask these questions. And and when we don't engage and we we let the left uh, take control, then you know what we're going to get. And it was Heather McDonald, I think, that addressed some of those issues in her essay on the book. I don't have it open, but I think that was hers that I read some of those uh, some of those uh, concepts in as well. Okay, Mike, I'm going to shortchange a little bit on this last answer, so I guess I'm yeah. going for the soundbite. But what is a successful education, public or otherwise? I mean, how do we know we've done it right? Look, I think more than anything else, we need to get back to the focus on the citizenship. If we are developing young people who are ready to take their role as citizens of this great democracy, then we have done our job. Great. And people learn more about the book. Once again, it's called How to Educate an American, co-edited by you, Mike Petrelli and Chester Chester B. Finn Jr. Uh, Where do we find out about that? Or we just check it out at the bookstore or where is it? You can get it at bookstores, online, and certainly on Amazon. It's published by the Templeton Press, and I hope people will give it a look. And to follow you and the work that you're doing, how do they get in touch? Yeah, Yeah, so the Fordham Institute is at FordhamInstitute.org, and I am on Twitter, of course, at Michael Petrilli. All right, Mike, thank you so much for the time. Thanks so much for the insight. We probably could have done a whole show on this. Hey, man, I really appreciate you, uh, you giving it some attention. Well, still ahead, you may have heard of deep fake videos, but there could be deep fake phone calls. I mean, it sounds like mom or dad or even your boss on the phone, and they need some money sent or transferred, but that voice may not be real. This is absolutely bizarre. We've got the information on the latest scams out there, and the technology that the crooks are using may surprise you. That's just ahead right here on American Viewpoints. And don't forget, check us out on Twitter. Just look for at AVP Radio Show. Our connections make powerful things happen, uniting individuals and communities. We are Rotary. We are people of action. With over 1 million members, we know what people can do when they come together. Around the world, generations of leaders build new friendships and solve problems, turning great ideas into reality. Take action with us. Find out more at rotary.org action. Hi, this is Kelsey Grammer. When military service members head into battle, none are expected to face the enemy alone. But many return home and become isolated as they struggle with the visible and invisible wounds of war. It can be difficult knowing how to overcome that challenge and rekindle bonds similar to those formed in the military. Wounded Warrior Project supports these injured veterans through their recoveries by connecting them with fellow warriors and their communities. No one should fight this battle alone. Join us at WoundedWarriorProject.org. 